0: welcome back to another episode of jp and the beanstalk
1: you bet we're here the energy grows in the gym it flourishes it's
0: great to be here beans great to see you great day yes yes yeah it's fantastic I'm yeah excited to excited to do this yet again yeah you, you you talked to me about pushing it possibly and i was like that gives me more time to watch daredevil but then again i can get it done yeah and then my tum-tum was going back and forth and i'm like oh this isn't good But Tum Tum figured it out. This is good. And now we're here and we're ready to roll. Keep the momentum rolling.
1: It's great. It's fantastic. You know, we're on the precipice of uh, of spring, which feels like I'm going to jinx it by saying it out loud, but I don't think I am. I feel safe. I'm ready to be hurt again by the Midwest, by Iowa. I'm I'm ready for things to become green again. Let's Uh, do it. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it could just be a cruel joke, but I I think it's going to be fantastic.
0: Yes, it, it's very possible it's a tease. Mm-hmm. I try not to get my hopes up. But, like, what What was it? I heard like Tuesday's supposed to be like 70. S- 70. And then Wednesday's supposed to be 30. Yeah. Awesome. That doesn't make sense. No. You wonder why people get sick. Mm-hmm. That's why.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, your body just doesn't know what to do.
0: Your body's not meant no. to go through that transition. No. So, no, the, the,
1: I've been oversharing this story. And so it's entirely possible I shared it with you already. Did I already tell you about the wristband story with my son's basketball team? No, but go for no, it. No, okay.
0: I don't not that I remember. So okay,
1: great. So I'm and just gonna I'm just gonna roll.
0: I'm gonna say this is your platform. Oh, like thank you. You go for it.
1: So, you know, my son's playing first and seventh grade basketball this uh this winter. It's been a great experience for him. He's terrible, but it's a lot of fun to watch.
0: Can't wait for him to watch this back in, like, five years.
1: Yeah. It's his first time playing basketball, so he shouldn't he shouldn't be, like, skilled. He tries hard. It's a joy to be with him, all these things. So I'm one of the two coaches on the team. Now, with first and second grade basketball, and this is a great idea that this league has come up with, um, to try and control the chaos, when you are one of the five players on the court, you have to wear a colored wristband, Okay. So there's a blue wristband, black, white, yellow, um, red is the fifth color. Okay. And one of your opponents is wearing the same colored wristband as you. So if your opponent's wearing that colored wristband, that's who you guard. Oh, that's smart. It's very smart. Very smart. Here's the one drawback. Okay. So this most recent Saturday, we had our most recent game and I hand out five wristbands to five boys. All right, boys. Put on your wristbands. Five boys put on their wristbands. This is not an exaggeration for the sake of the podcast. This is dead serious. Swear on every living thing to you that this is exactly what happened. Every boy put the wristband on their arm and then immediately coughed or sneezed right into the wristband. It was a wristband on (laughs) straight into it. And my jaw just dropped like I won't be touching these the rest of the day. You will hand them directly to your teammates. And when we're done, we're burning them. It's like, no wonder diseases pass along. We're gross. <laughs> and not only are we gross in general, but kids are gross. They're just sick, sick little boogers. That's
0: disgusting.
1: So, it was so gross. And it, it was just like full wide open mouth. <laughs> Good Lord. At least
0: they, it's like they don't know better. Right. And the are in their defense. They're
1: hovering their mouths. Yeah, it
0: just happens to be on the thing they're passing around.
1: It was so disappointing. <laughs> as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, dudes. Okay. Well, we're all gonna die, but at least now we know why. Just need some wet wipes, apparently, mm-hmm. or those mm-hmm. uh those Corox wipes. That's <clears throat> It's it's incredible. It's all part of, you know what? It's how you know you're alive. You occasionally get sick. It is what it is. It's a, it's amazing.
0: You know, I always wonder, I'm like, how does Jordan get sick so much? Dude. And it's like, nope, that's it right there. I, it's stuff like that. Like There are 100%.
1: There are, I enjoy this season of life with my kids, but I'm not above looking ahead to when they're all out of the home and thinking about what that's going to be like. And one of the things that I'm most looking forward to is not having hacking, coughing things around me all the time to where I can go a stretch of like, let's say six months. I remember that. Once upon a time, I used to... Get sick once a year.
0: Right. Once a year. I don't even get sick. Right. And it's great. I'm so jealous of you. And now it's like, frick. It's well, I'm screwed now. I don't have any wood to knock on. mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, That's kind of faux wood. It's Ikea wood. It's Swedish. It'll go with you.
0: I feel like it's going to mock me.
1: It's okay. So, it, it's a season, but love my kids. I love being around them. And yet, that, I look forward to that. It's- I will cherish
0: that. Shouldn't it get better, though? Like, once the youngest- Hits like eight. I think so.
1: I think so. I mean, their bodies are developing, right? So their immune systems are still very, uh, very undeveloped or underdeveloped, I should right. say. So it'll, it'll get better. Right now we're in the, we're in the thick of it. So it's all good, but we still get to do this. We still get to, still get to talk Daredevil. This is true. So many other things. There's a Deadpool 3 trailer yes. that we got to talk about. Made
0: my life. Holy shnikes. It was, great. was glorious. Super Bowl delivered. That's the only thing the Super Bowl delivered. that's that Super yeah, Bowl was great. Yeah. No, it didn't come through. That trailer came through. It wasn't Do enough for the give, whole Super Bowl. No no, don't give it. that Super Bowl any credit. Wow. By the way, okay. Okay. By the way, I have decided. Oh I've decided moving forward. If these matchups are gonna suck like this, and I hate both teams, yes, I'm gonna watch the Nickelodeon broadcast because they were roasting people left mm-hmm. and right. They mentioned Iowa, right? Hunting. Iowa football.
1: Yeah, they winning. That's
0: yeah. fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. great. Yeah. Okay, fantastic.
0: Yeah. They mentioned it, right? They called Travis Kelsey Taylor's boyfriend the whole game. Oh, that's amazing. That's stuff, really stuff like this.
1: That's really great.
0: So, yeah, that's what, what is it? Pivot by you.
1: You know, you're not weirdly boycotting the game and depriving yourself of some joy of watching football. That's that's you know what? Well done. I'll help you remember that this time next year. It just
0: looks like pure chaos. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you saw any clips, but like Larry the Lobster is just chilling in the middle of the field. Sandy is their sideline reporter reporting on things. Maybe
1: maybe that is how the Nickelodeon broadcast got its origin. Because they are like, you know, there's a lot of people that don't really care for the game because they're angry at it. Let's give them something to laugh with.
0: And it's like, it's for the kids. Yeah. Like, Fine. the kids can watch that and be like, what's... Bob, but it's actually really impressive how they do this because it's all it's all motion capture. Really? So they're, like, in the, like, broadcast booth and, like, the guy who voices Spongebob and the guy who voices Patrick, they're in motion capture. Oh my gosh. And so they're doing it live, but they're doing the voices. You feel bad for them towards the end because they've been in the voice for so long that you can tell oh, that they're it getting raspy. Yeah. yeah,
1: they haven't had their, their usual break in the action. And then an OT game to be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a whole extra quarter to commentate Interesting. Okay. Well, good on you. Well, how do we just get into it? Can we just get into it? We can. Let's just get into it. So, Riles, we've been going through the original Daredevil series, which obviously uh down the line, way down the line, as in next year down the line, we're going to get Daredevil born again, which we are just... Still so full of anticipation for
0: Which, by the way, the cast is crazy. Yes. For that what's been announced sounds like Foggy's back, Heron's yep. back, with yep. they, neither one of them were back originally, I right. believe, right? Right. Hunisher's back, right. Bullseye's back. Uh that's a pretty good
1: pull. We uh, could have okay. so easily just let that right. drift away.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I believe they mentioned like the white tiger. Hmm. Okay. Possibly. I'm not like huge on that guy. I don't know too much, but
1: but to be able to, when this much time has passed, uh, it's not decades, right. But time moves quickly. And when you're an actor or actress, you're trying to, you know, stay employed you're moving on to other projects. And so how often do we hear about, Hey, the timing just didn't line up for this individual to take on this role. So the fact that you have, Uh, That much of the original cast, really the the core, coming back uh, is pretty phenomenal. Agreed. Pretty phenomenal. So lots to look forward to. But in the here and now, we're going back in time and really reaping the benefits. We talked about season one two weeks ago on the previous podcast. This episode, we're going to recap season number two. And on that line or along those lines, listen, the gang's all back. Mm-hmm. right everybody that we enjoyed from season
0: 1 minus Yurik. minus our boy getting choked Yurik.
1: out yeah yeah he's he's still very very dead uh yeah no no variants available in the uh <laughs> in the netflix world <laughs> pardon me it's so happening. he's so he, he's out but somebody else is back and that's really great i mean and how about this right like what's that we we didn't kill off All of our key characters, especially the villain, Mm -hmm. what a novel idea to not kill off the villain, like to let them live and therefore come back at some point, be a part of the story. It's just, is is it not fascinating how rarely a villain actually doesn't get prematurely killed off in a show or a movie?
0: Right. And I was thinking about this because let's just talk about one of the most like, we'll, we'll go back to the Remy trilogy, right? Sure. Spider Man. Great. Great. No kill rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Green Goblin accidentally kills himself. Oops. Doc Ock voluntarily kills himself. Oops. I believe Sandman lived. Venom Sandman did had a that. weird thing. And then the other Green Goblin, I believe that was a sacrifice fly, was it not? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, hmm. it's, it's kind of weird. Venom, you kill off two Green Goblins. Right. Well, it's kind of weird that the. The main character, whose whole thing is "I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to make you su- like suffer in prison sure. and pay for your crimes, right. and maybe you'll right. like repent." Yeah, and like, well, oh I'll no, know how that's going to go? But nonetheless, right, right, dead. Yeah, like you think that would eat him up more? You know, it's a great point. Batman. It's a great point. Same thing with Batman. Yes, we go back to the Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Razal ghoul. Um, sorry, bud. Bat- Super dead. Yeah, right. And Batman's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow is the scarecrow lives. Crew. But he's like non important after right. the first one, right? right. He's just there. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Joker, he does go to prison,
1: but- presumably. Yeah, but that, that's kind of a mulligan, right? And yeah. then, Bane, Bane dead. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a real weakness, and I think it's a a particularly large cop out in a huge cop in, in a movie. Like when you think about the long form storytelling that's available in a TV show, right? That's one thing when you kill off a character, because you have probably had a lot more screen time with a major character in a TV show than you have had in a movie where a movies runtime is anywhere from two, two and a half hours. And the villain takes up, you know, Fourth, third of that screen timer is a part of it. That's not that many minutes, right? right. Whereas in a TV show, you have a dozen episodes, let's say, each running about 45 minutes long, give or take, a few here or there. Okay, that, that's a lot of it's a lot of bandwidth mm-hmm. like, to to uh to get through. And so I understand it a little bit more in a TV show, or at least it's more forgivable. But even still, like to just kill off a character is not necessary. There's so many other things that can happen to a character. They can be imprisoned. They can go to an entirely different place. It's a big world, and you can get there pretty quickly. If you're going, go to China. Tell you what, hop on a plane, you're on the other side of the planet in about a day and a half. Congrats. And so the the need, <laughs> it just seems like such an old-school storytelling method where it's like do we really have to be killing these characters off anymore and then oh bringing them back to life through some really mysterious outlandish us comics means can they just go somewhere else
0: right and and that only applies to comics because you know usually when right. they kill a character off there like it's significant to the story at the time and then they bring them back because they want him back right but like movies they they have no reason to kill them. No. Because they don't no. kill him that often at no. all. Right? Unless it's the Punisher, obviously. But I don't I find it odd when like the James Bond that yeah. we had, yeah. his villains survived longer than Jeez. the MCUs. Can you right. imagine if right. Obadiah mm-hmm. from Iron Man One would have lived right. throughout the trilogy? Right. It, it's better. So much better. It's, it's better. So good. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it truly is. So it's... I would like to see... If I could have one wish for superhero movies moving forward. Don't kill the villains. Leave them alive. Incarcerate them. Send them to Timbuk to a different universe. Great. Just don't kill them. Don't kill them. I want to continue to see them develop
0: and evolve and be a challenge for the hero. And if you're going to kill them, give us a good reason why. Not just because his arc is over, do it to like set up the next villain. Yeah, right. Thanos yeah. killing Ronan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill Ronan, but can, I know what you mean. You, you know what I'm saying. You, I know what you mean. He would have killed Ronan. Well, well, surprisingly, he didn't kill Loki. He should have. I thought he would have. You know,
1: right? But it means but in the MCU, it means something yeah, when Loki, Loki. Right?
0: No, but it does. It
1: means something mm-hmm. when Loki is killed by Thanos. That's impactful, even though it's early in that movie, because we have had so much time. With Loki leading up to that moment, so it's not a no kill ever rule, but it's a hey, let's let's wait like at least three movies before we're killing off a character's significance.
0: Well, and it's set, but and that set up Thanos because mm-hmm. he killed Loki and he beat the crap out of the hole to the point where the Hulk wouldn't come out anymore. Yeah, Hulk's like done, which yeah, another cop out. But that's a, so true. That's a that's story a for thing. a different pod. Yeah.
1: So that's when we rewatch Endgame. What are we rewatching? Daredevil season two? Yes. Anyway, <laughs> love that. James, love that. That's <laughs> a very great tangent. So it's a strength of this show from start to finish that they're not just offing worth, you know, characters that they're saying, hey, these characters has significance. Have significance. And it's also a little odd to me, though, that the Netflix Marvel shows they figured that out. Like, they understood it was important with Daredevil. But all the other shows smoke the
0: villains. Smoke them. Yeah, it's true. The Purple Man and Jessica Jones. Dead. I'm a, he's great. But part of me is like, that one's okay. You, you Good point. Because good he's point.
1: You want him to die because he is the awesome. creep with a capital C. <laughs> Not a good guy. No. Great villain. Yeah, great villain. But you do want him to be squished.
0: Fantastic actor. Yeah.
1: You'd like him to be squished.
0: Now. Copperhead? Copperhead. That's a different story. Yeah. He should have lived and lived and lived. The and Defenders,
1: lived. which comes between Daredevil's season two and three. Huge, oh, Psych, Sigourney Weaver's character, gets smoked in the middle of that season as a number. Right. Oh, just kidding. LOL. So it's it's strange that there just seems to be this lack of recognition of, hey guys, it's actually better if we don't don't kill them.
0: Or, you know, don't make that the twist every day. Oh, my
1: gosh. You know what I mean? You could just see it coming. By the time I... I remember watching Defenders, you know, <laughs> it, she's going to die. I know it's going to happen. Goodbye. Oh, there she goes. Oh, Electric killed her, because Electric... I'm getting ahead of myself. This is terribly, terribly not following the timeline. Hey, speaking of Electric, let's welcome the new folks to the crew. Absolutely. Rachel, A.K.A. The Punisher. Best part of the season. Played by John Bernthal. And there is no doubt it's the best part of the best season. Best part of the season. He's incredible. He's absolutely incredible. And then, of course, Electra, Nachios, aka Oh, sorry, Electra. Uh, played by Elodie Young.
0: She keeps it simple. She keeps it simple with the name change. Yeah,
1: name yep. yeah, change. I'm not trying to make it too complex. Um, so two very new characters from season one that we did not get any taste of. We get a lot of them in season two. These are foundational, critical characters to the Daredevil character from the comics. Um John Bernthal. Let's just spend some time with our dear sweet John.
0: Perfect casting. Oh my goodness! Perfect casting. Right? He will go down as the best Punisher by far. I can't wait to get him back. I thought we would never get him back, and we're going to get him back, and it just brings joy to my heart. Yeah, and
1: I think to his credit, like John Bernthal and his portrayal of the Punisher, it is the best portrayal of the Punisher. And there's actually been like decent competition. Thomas Jane played the Punisher in the Punisher movie, which have you ever watched that movie? I have not. It's actually really entertaining. Is it just
0: one or is there two? It's
1: just, okay. well, okay, so it's just one movie with Thomas Jane playing Frank Castle. And then, oh, crap, crap. Uh, name of the guy, he passed Ray Winstone. Ah. Uh, plays John, oh, not John Burnfall, farts, plays Frank Castle. In Punisher Warzone. Never saw it. Uh, but Ray brings it, of course. But Thomas Jane's fantastic in the Punisher movie. The movie itself, was super entertaining, super entertaining. Highly recommend. It just for you won't regret watching it once. People die in spectacular ways. And uh our boy John Travolta is the bad guy. He's a fantastic, fantastic bad guy. He played Jigsaw. No. No, Jigsaw wasn't in this one. Oh, he wasn't really. No, no Jigsaw in this one. But uh, oh man, Thomas. She's Jane now. I'm just it. curious yeah, who he yeah, was. Yeah, I'm it's really googling good. it. Just a gangster, as I as I recall. But Mr. Burnthal has the competition and still crosses a high bar because Thomas Jane knows what he's doing. He did fine. Uh, he is so. I don't think I. I cannot imagine another person, even in my life. Okay. That you look at and you go, that guy's just intense, right? And that's what's so great for me about his portrayal is he's not just this, like, he doesn't go into angry lunatic or loose cannon. It's, he's he's just freaking intense. I I don't mind conflict, right? Conflict happens. It's part of life. I I think I would surrender immediately. If... John and I were having a conversation and he was disagreeing with me, but you're right. My bad. Yep. 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 I'm on your side, John. Yep. I agree. He, he just has such a phenomenal intensity. It, it's, it's incredible.
0: Incredible. Yeah. It's like him in the courtroom. My goodness. Where they're like, put him on the sand. And all of a sudden he just, like I did it. I did it. It's me. And he just freaks out. It's like, it's like, I believe him. Yeah. He did it. Right. But- Put him away! Oh my gosh! Just that, and like even like the intensity of his fights, because it just shows how pissed off Frank is. all the time. Yeah, like he's not a fun guy to be around. No, no. no. (laughs) So no, like all the grunts, and like I mean, even the. Mm -hmm. I I mean, we're obviously gonna talk about it at some point, so we're just gonna start with it now. The prison cell scene. My goodness, where Kingpin just turns on, is like, "Hey, uh, you did what I wanted you to do, so uh, goodbye." Yep. yep, and locks him in there, and he just kills the entire entire board. cell block. Ta- ta- yep, just a massacre, and it's crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy.
1: It is, and that is that is such a phenomenal part of this season where they have Kingpin and the Punisher interact with each other right? Because both those characters, they bring out the best of each other, which is just wild. And I love what you said before I get too far down that road. I love what you said about the action with the Punisher and how well it represents his character. That's good action, right? When it's not just a, ooh, that's a really creative or crafty or clever fight scene, but when the style of the action is a representation of that character, that's some next-level action Yeah, very much so. And even the scene, all the scenes of the Punisher are so good. Okay. Like there, there's not a wasted second when the is on the screen. Where the Punisher and Daredevil are fighting each other, like it's fascinating how you get to see the different style of Punisher where it's just brawling, it's, it's physical, it's not... It's not completely, uh it's not out of control, but it's just freaking reckless, right? It's like, I would, like, I'm going to be really happy if I can throw a shoulder into you and hurt you, even if I lose this fight, right? I mean, and Daredevil is just more smooth and precise and Punisher is just a, just a brawler.
0: Well, I mean, even with like... He lived, loves the pain. Like he lives off it. Yeah. That, that whole Doesn't scene. Mind taking a hit. Right. The whole scene where he's like, they got him chained down. The Irish yep. guys got him. And yes. He's like, oh, you want you this? He's it. like, yeah, 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 do it, do it. And he just gets drilled in the in yes. the foot. Oh. And you're like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh. It's like, there's no way. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. But yeah, no, I'd like. The Punisher was so good for season two for where Matt's at just because it is this perfect like opposite of him yet similar enough where it's like if Matt were to go down, like if he were to kill somebody, he would go down that path. Like he would be the next Punisher, right? For sure. But like just to have those two, their conversation on the rooftop is Mm -hmm. like. Masterpiece mm-hmm. of just how how the two characters think, yeah. interact, and at the mm-hmm. whole end of it, like the whole episode or the whole season, yeah. like they respect each other, yeah. like they get where they're coming from, they understand each other, they understand it, yeah. and they kind of just let them do it. Because for sure, I mean, Matt was pissed at the end of season two when Punisher steps in and starts killing people, but he, at that point, he's like, "Yeah, well, oh, I, he's like, keep going." <laughs> I want this guy. <laughs> While you're at it, you might as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were already dead, anyways.
1: Also true. Uh, it's exactly right. I mean, they're in the Venn diagram of Daredevil and Punisher, there's enough overlap there where they have common enough ground, but it's not a lot, right? There's still such a contrast in how they go about accomplishing a similar goal of defeating crime, of bringing justice to their worlds. And the part of what is so, I think, unifying about those two characters is they're both motivated and driven by the loss that they've experienced, right? Like Matt having lost his dad. But it's such a, enjoyable is not the right word. I think poignant is the word I want to use. It's such a poignant contrast to see So what happens when the dad loses the son, right? Like in the Punisher's case where the dad has lost his child. And so Matt's the child who lost his parent, but the Punisher is the parent who lost his child and his wife. So he lost his whole family. What's his response, right? So in some respects, Matt has had enough time going from child to adult to process all of his loss to where now he's a full-grown adult that's able to do something physical in the world. Whereas the Punisher, he's already the full grown, fully trained battle machine. And then he experiences this trauma and it's just triggered. Let's go. Um, so it, it's such a fantastic pairing of two characters that have just enough common ground where it makes sense that they're in the same show. They're in the same series together. And yet such and they're so convicted that their way is the right way. Um and it, it just, it creates endless tension, which is what makes, which is what makes stories great. When you have right. tension, you have conflict, it's, you put them in the same room, you put them on the same screen, you're instant conflict, instantly worthwhile. Because there's no, there's no resolving it, right? One right. is not going to go to the the side of the other. Daredevil's not going to go, all right, you know, I'm just going to kill people. And the Punisher's are not going to go, tell you what, paintball gun, right? It's no. He's using live rounds and Matt's not going to kill people. But I think part of what is such a sign of how effective that aspect of season two is, is that when we get into season three, that's still a struggle for Matt is there's this carryover of do I kill or do I not kill? Like, can I accomplish what I desire to accomplish without killing? And that's without the Punisher being anywhere on the screen in season three of Daredevil. So. What a phenomenal character inclusion. And John Bernthal, thank goodness he got a, a, a spinoff. That's how
0: you all. earn a spinoff, oh by the way. Gosh. That's how you earn one. You right? steal the show and someone yeah. else's show and they're like, yeah. he's too good to not bring back. That's how you do it. There's no doubt. There's You know just doubt. give it to these randos. Cheehole. Oh, boy. <sighs> oh, boy. Yep. really,
1: gosh. Uh let's talk Electra. When I watched this show, and I gotta say, on rewatch, my response was really freaking similar. It, it was just for me, this season was a tale of two halves. First half, the focus on the Punisher, and obviously he's still in the show throughout the season, but the bulk of his time is in the first half. Electra gets the second half. Maybe it's more important to break it down to thirds. I don't care. Doesn't matter. I had a hard time enjoying the Electra storyline. I feel like I'm a real bummer when it comes to that. So, walk me off that ledge of being a bummer. Bring me back.
0: I see. It's so much about like this pull from Matt Yeah. Because I feel like it's less about her and it's just more about him unable to balance his life. Mm-hmm. And so he's slowly starting to cut people out. And mm-hmm. then she's like, Becomes the only person he feels like he can trust and he has that taken away. So at this point, you're like, oh, he's just going to be full time daredevil at this point. Right. Like living off his disability checks from the government. And I literally also had that thought. I was like, oh, he's out of a job. How is he going to afford his apartment? I was like, oh, disability, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which that no one thought about that. (laughs) So anyways, I digress. Uh, But. With her, honestly, I think the most intriguing part of that whole second half with the hand is Stick. Yes. Stick is by yeah. far steals the show yep. in the second half. Yep. Just with the fact that he's like, I got to kill her. Mm-hmm. Just because. Just he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's time. She mm-hmm. needs to die because it's not going to work out the way that we want it to. Right. And I tried my best, but right. the best shit for us all now is if she dies. She needs to die, guys. Which... Spoiler alert, it didn't matter anyway. Ah. So, but and like for Matt to be able to bring out this like human side of her. Yep. Like, and because I believe, if I remember correctly in Avengers, she comes back to life and she's just like then she just like the weapon of the hand at that point. Right. Like, doesn't like remember
1: Yep. Right. All of her physical abilities are there, but her mental faculties are just uh, all, all that's really active. She's so an apex speak, predator. Yeah, yeah. Is the, they were killing things.
0: Yes. Yep. So yep. like that was, he was the only thing keeping her human right. and she was the, um, she was the only, she was his life. The only, only human thing. connection at that right. point. Right. So, oh, he's still got stick now, I guess, but, I, but yeah, I, I guess that's the more, the more like interesting part, I guess, but like,
1: I think it's hard to like, a character in Elektra, um, I don't know if I'll be able to come up with another example in another story, but when a character shows up at the point where the protagonist isn't at their best, and Matt's not at his best for a lot of this season, right? Like, there's no reason to push Foggy away. There's no reason to push Karen away. Like, those are two quality humans that have his best interest at heart, that whatever, whatever resistance they... Put up to him being their devil isn't because they think what he's doing is, you know, even wrong or they don't support. It's like they care about him. They still want him to be hurt. And so when he's pushing them away, it's hard to it's hard to root for Matt. Right. And so then when electric comes into the picture, as you stated, just at that right time to fill that void of friendship in his life, I it's. you can't you can't cheer for it right because it's not good for the hero it's not good for the protagonist that you want you're like you know you're embodying as the audience member you're embodying karen and fog you're like no matt come on come back and so when this electric character shows up and pulls him even further down the dark path like it's just tough to i guess at best you could appreciate the character right but like or enjoy eh,
0: just tougher so i'm gonna probably make a hot take for you oh, it- on this season. Oh. I liked him better with Electra than I liked him with Karen. Mm-hmm. Because Karen... That's true. Karen this season... No, that's not untrue. Karen this season felt super forced with Matt.
1: Mm-hmm. Very much so.
0: Compared to like Electra where it was so. just natural. Yeah. And it just makes sense. And also... Yeah. By the way, that's just the comics. Right. I'd rather see him with Elektra 95% of the time. Does it work? No, because they like, she backs, she's. She, 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 da- she keeps stabbing people. She's feisty. She keeps stabbing people. She's feisty.
1: But. No, I don't disagree at all. The Karen, like, love angle was very much forced.
0: Yeah, I was just like, this, I'm not in interested this in this. Yeah. There's no. he's Okay. Because even like, cause there's a couple of things with Karen. Mm-hmm. Right. But in season one, it felt like her and Foggy had way more chemistry. It's like, oh, is that makes true. sense. That's going to happen. Yeah. And as season two comes along it's like, wait a minute. It's just gone. I was not even like it's gone, it's just, it just, for some reason, it died down, I guess?
1: We don't know. Yeah. It's very strange.
0: It's super weird. Yeah.
1: Because season one with Foggy and Karen, the chemistry that was there was very organic, right? It was not forced. Right. It was not forced. And then for it to be just missing an action and then to be replaced with, you know what? Matt's into Karen and Karen's in him.
0: What? It's, Just like that. That makes sense. I know if you would be like, oh, she's into daredevil. Get that part. Right. He saved her multiple times. Mm-hmm. It's that whole like Spider-Man MJ. His MJ breaks up with Harry to be with Spider-Man. It's like. don't so break hair bear. Like, come on. Mm-mm. We won't get into Raimi MJ tonight. But in you know how. That's right. It'd be the end of our podcast. What a tease she is. Mm-hmm. But anywho, okay, not a good lady. I digress. Okay, but just it's weird. It's too bad. Well, then her whole thing with like, okay, Karen is just not my character. Okay, she's weird. With it, the the mindset doesn't work for me. Like she willingly goes with Frank multiple times, mm-hmm. and she's like shocked he's killing people. It's like you went there. Yep. You know what he's going to do. You've seen the bodies. It's not crazy.
1: Yeah. I, I,
0: and then for her to like, I freak out.
1: Yeah. I enjoy so much of where what I'm going to say, the character of Karen resolves.
0: She's a better Incredible reporter than me.
1: Yeah. And where she resolves in the first season of The Punisher. But she is in such a, she's just put in an awkward spot in this season, which is too bad. And I think she's still an improvement over her version of the character in season one. So it's better, but it's still just like this incomplete, right? Where it's just, or ill-fitting is maybe the best word for Like what they're asking her to do. It's like,
0: really? well. I'm not sure about that. And the other thing too is, which I find really interesting, they didn't like put this on the table. Mm-hmm. She never talks about her murdering that guy mm-hmm. because I think. Her having that conversation with Frank would have been really interesting because right? obviously Frank would have been like, "That guy deserved to die." Good move. Right? Yeah. at first he would probably like support it. Yeah, probably at first he would be like, "Oh, you're a criminal. You killed somebody." Sure. And she'd be like, "You know, oh, you bad guy." <laughs> and be like, "All right, right." But that never comes up again in this season. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't know. I'm guessing it might come up in season three because we're gonna like, probably get we're more not, we're having to. Again, Watch I it. haven't yeah. seen it, so this is this whole next season is going to be a whole new world for oh, yeah, me. It is, but I'm just like I don't. I, that was such a very pivotal point for her in season one. Yeah,
1: I, I think part of what the challenge is, and I don't mean this in a, as a compliment at all. It's just it's so hard for Hollywood to not put a male and female to character together and have them be romantically involved. Right. And so they just can't figure out what they want to do with Karen. Like, well, let's have her be a romantic interest of fun. Well, no, let's actually do with, do with Matt. What about the Punisher? What if she's into him a little bit? It's like, just, just let her be a character. Don't worry about the, the romance. What if she's just a character that is a friend To all these other characters Just as they're all capable Of being a friend to her And she just And that's good Right Right. The the, the romantic angles Are Are forced And it's too bad
0: I liked Matt With the night nurse Mm -hmm. More than I liked Him with her
1: Yeah They they didn't give If they wanted to develop That kind of a Relationship Which exists in the comics Fine But they needed to allow To have more time So that it could organically evolve, right? Because let's say they had saved the Matt and Karen. If they want to do a, Hey, the friendship has turned to a romance leave that for, you know, the back half of season two, after Karen has spent so much time with the punisher around him. And then she has this fresh appreciation for how Matt approaches justice as daredevil, right? Right. So there, there's there's a path there, but it's got to be organic, right? It can't just be this. Hey, we need to have some romance. We need to have the dude kiss the girl. Let's do. You're the girl. You're the dude. All right. Let's do it. This is the episode. Well, why, guys? No, no, no just do it. We're bored. We're bo- we're bored. Just, so I I do. I just feel bad for her character in that respect. I, again, I think she I think she's able to reap the rewards of her efforts in season three of Daredevil and in. Uh, In the first season of Punisher. So, that's encouraging to see. It's just frustrating
0: for her. Yeah. And, you know, with Foggy, like, the first time, we talked about this last week, the last episode. Right. About, like, how I remember just Foggy being a whiner. Mm -hmm. This time around, I'm like, get it, man. Yes. That sucks. Yeah. Just to, like, be thrown to the wolves. Yeah. Getting abandoned by your best friend. And, like. Right. Oh. Owner of a business, essentially. Mm-hmm. Weird way to put that, probably. Legal partner. Right. Uh, right. To have that, all just go. And because, you know. we have been taken advantage of. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It sucks. Yeah. I get it. I would be pissed off, too. Yep. I'd be done. Yeah. And he's going to go make bucks. Yeah. And I I forgot, like. It's indeed true. It was cool seeing, like, all the nods to the other shows. Because they, like, talk about, like, Jessica yep. Jones a little. Yeah. They talk about Luke Page. Yep. We didn't talk about Iron Fist for a good reason. Uh, but like even like the lawyer from Jessica Jones yep. showing up. Right. In, yep. in this, yep. Yeah. And this. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually came on. I'm like, I remember you. You right. were a
1: bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of my least favorite people. <laughs> but
0: yeah. No, it was good.
1: Yeah, it was good. Totally true. We got to mention Kingpin. And again, this ties back into what we went ranting on at the beginning of our Dear Sweet Pod. This is why you don't kill off villains. Right. Because look at that. You get a sprinkled kingpin in there right in the center of this
0: season. And there was... And, oh! There's a perfect amount. Perfect. You know what he's up to. You know yep. what he's doing. You know yep. he's coming back.
1: Perfect. It's great storytelling because you don't ignore him completely and wait until the next season, but you don't allow him to overtake the story that you're trying to tell in this current season. That's
0: great storytelling to find that balance. I would love to see... Like Punisher full strength versus him full mm-hmm. strength. Mm-hmm. That's a that would be an yeah, awesome. Yeah, fight. That'd
1: be that'd be quite the quite the fist of cuss. You know, the action throughout the season was terrific. Oh, for sure. It's incredible.
0: It's the perfect balance. The mm-hmm. only thing that I was kind of like bummed out about, because I didn't remember this, but like I kind of wish there was a little bit more courtroom. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. might be a weird like ass. Yeah. But like Okay, again, I, I love Daredevil. I don't really care about, like, the lawyer stuff too much. Yeah. But, like, I think it would have been really interesting to see Matt actually, like, go at him a little bit. more mm-hmm. Or against the DA, you know, just, yeah. So, mm. but then again, he's also at the point with his character where he's, like, pretty much just done with the law anyways. <laughs> he's like, the law doesn't work. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he goes pretty, he, he abandons it. Pretty, uh, Quickly. pretty decisively yep. in this season. But I, I think that's a great point when it comes to the character in general that, listen, you're watching Daredevil because you want to, you're watching a Daredevil show because you want to see Daredevil on. And that's yes. great. But there is a place to have Matt Murdoch, the lawyer, mm-hmm. and Daredevil. Now, it's not a 50-50 split by any stretch of the imagination. But it doesn't need to be uh, just kind of a courtesy. We're going to show Matt Murdock in a courtroom so you don't forget he's a lawyer during the day. And then the rest of the movie or the rest of the show is at night when he's Daredevil. Right. You can do more than that.
0: Well, I think it would have added on to Fisk versus Murdock. Yeah. If, like, at the end of season one, there's even, like, a full scene where he's interrogating the Kingpin on the stand. Because, again, they prove, like, hey— It is Murdoch and Nelson that put him away. He knows that because they talk about it in the in the interrogation room in the in the prison. So I I just think that would have like built it up even further. Yeah. Well, it's such a like it's the access
1: point for Daredevil to be able to execute his vigilante side, right? It's how Matt gets the intel. To know, oh, this is okay. Here's where the uh, the bad guys are slipping through the cracks of the law. Great, I'll slap on the daredevil daredevil costume at night and I'll uh, I'll fill in those cracks.
0: <laughs> Great.
1: It's and so it needs to be a both and, not an either or. And so it's it's always tough. Scenes like this where the character is going through so much transition that they just abandon one of their <laughs> one of their halves. Uh, it, it it's harder. For me to enjoy. I enjoy the balance more so than just a all Daredevil or all Matt Murdoch. I, I like the blend. That's Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Unfortunately, it can't all be Spider-Man 2. Also
1: true. Also true. So, yeah. No question. Anything else you want to hit on with season two of Daredevil, no, my man? No, I have nothing more. Great recap. I am so excited for you to watch season three. I'm excited for me to rewatch it. It's.
0: I'm excited for Bullseye. Yeah. It, I am super excited for Bullseye.
1: Season three is tremendous.
0: That actor looks like a maniac. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's it's great stuff. I'm very excited. All right. Well, great recap of season two. Let's move on to some news and notes. So, hey, full cool three. Absolutely. We got a trailer for it. Yes, we did. How about that? It was fantastic. Highlight of your Super Bowl. Riles, what was your takeaway?
0: He's back. He's back, I mean, man. I'm so excited. I know Ryan's fighting hard for this movie. to <laughs> be So good. It was, honestly, it was a perfect tease. Mm-hmm. Because we get kind of... We we understand how he's involved in the MCU now. TVA. Uh, the TVA. Hello. Uh, by the way, he watches everything that happened in the MCU. Mm-hmm. He is Marvel Jesus. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Take that as you will. Phenomenal ride. Oh, it's so funny. But to have all that, we're getting Wolverine back. Yes. Right? And it was like the perfect, like, oh, he's here, but we're not going to show you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. He's... Don't worry. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming the next trailer will be very focused on Wolvie. Sure. Because now the – instead of Deadpool 3, it's just called Deadpool and Wolverine. So they're Mm -hmm. airing the title like Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. So he'll be as much of a main character as Deadpool. Super thrilled about that. Uh, But just – I mean we even see like the main cast from Deadpool, the first two, in in the – like his birthday. Right? Right. So we're getting that. We're getting – I honestly, the door's wide open. I think I think we could get a lot of things happening. TVA is coming out. We had the 20th century Fox logo broken Uh, in the uh, background. uh, uh, So, my guess is he's killing the Fox for the TVA because they're like, This is a branch timeline, we need you to take care of it. It's, I don't know,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. It was the right, it was the right tease in that it sets the tone as you would expect it to, um, without, and, and this is so freaking critical. Just don't show too much. Right. Right. Like you don't need to just, if this is, we've said this so many times with so many movies, if this is all we get for the movie comes out,
0: going to go see the movie. Oh yeah. So you, go see it. you don't need to show too much. No, honestly, the only thing I want to see in the next trailer, because we saw Deadpool and we saw the guy who recruited Deadpool. I think it would be perfect. If the next trailer is Wolverine's side, it's Mobius and Mobius coming in to get Wolverine, because I think those two would be really funny together. And because you got this really serious guy talking to Deadpool, right? So to have a non-serious guy be the one to talk to Wolverine, I think that's perfect. Mobius needs to be
1: in this. Listen, I'm getting selfish here because... Just having this movie as a gift. Deadpool and right. Wolverine and in particular is portrayed by Hugh Jackman. So I'm getting selfish, but that's okay. I'm gonna be selfish here. God, please give me Owen Wilson in this
0: movie. Okay. Just just think about this for a Please. Thing. First thing when Deadpool and the hymn interact and the end of it is just ka-chow. <laughs> Deadpool just says ka chow. You know fantastic. He he would. Yeah. You have to. Owen Wilson.
1: Lightning queen <laughs> with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Owen Wilson with Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Just give me 60 seconds, somewhere between 30 and 60 seconds. That's all I ask. I will genuinely be satisfied. I won't feel robbed. That, Please. That would,
0: man, that'd be great. Or brilliant. just when they go on missions, have Mobius be the guy in the oh. air. You know what I mean? Oh. I...
1: My physical response in the movie theater, if that were to happen, it will be as if I had just uh I had just like had a sauna experience. It was extraordinarily relaxing. I'll just be like, oh, at peace. Like this is so good. You're just soaking it in. It's like that's amazing. I that's amazing.
0: I'm excited. I this is what you need to do with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. You need to give him the toy box and let him play with the toys. Yeah. Because yes, you know it's gonna
1: be good. Oh my gosh. There's no question. I I love the audacity of the teaser where in such a short amount of time you have, you know, that a 90 second teaser is going to be you have Ryan Reynolds, you know, setting the stakes of, oh, so I just gotta fix everything for you.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Like that's not only do you get the com you know, the expected comedic tone. You get the TVA tie-in that those of us that have watched the Loki. Most people probably don't know what flip that is, right? A good chunk of folks are going, "Eh, okay, weird, whatever. But for those of us that watched and enjoyed the heck out of Loki season one and two, to have the TVA be involved in the Marvel movie universe, great, great. That's fantastic. But then to have the stakes set of, oh, no, they're, they're asking him to fix things. That's fascinating to me. I really here's my only concern. I really hope there's not a weird hedging that goes on with that, right? Like that would just be. It, what, what I like, mean is, oh, let him go nuts. Oh yeah, truly, yeah. let him go nuts. Yeah. Let him, let him do it. Don't, don't let it. Don't give us a whole movie of him seemingly resolving things and then pull the freaking rug out. I you. see what you're You know what I mean? Like.
0: Kind of like Loki, where he's go, like go the full
1: only thing you here. can do is just yeah, just go go full measure here. If we're right. gonna do this. Let's do this because we're gonna get into this. I'm not gonna segue to this quite yet, but you might as freaking well right just yep, go. You know what, Deadpool, Wolverine, we're gonna reset this right. this stuff. Right. Let's let's do it. I was disappointed that we didn't see more of Wolverine. But I'll get over it. I'm okay with it. Yes. And, and your posture is good and healthy and even right. So I'm just being... I just love Hugh Jackman. And I just, I'm so excited.
0: And the character that you wrote down, Pyro. Pyro. Being in it. Yes. That is... The, look, that is the perfect character to show. It's the perfect no character show. Because it's no like... Doubt. So you reached into your old X-Men trilogy oh bag my. to pull him. Yep. So... What you're saying is nothing's off the table. Yeah. Because he was, like, he was important enough of a character in that trilogy, but, like, not important enough where, like, people would be like, oh, my gosh, he wasn't in this? That's crazy. And that's not a knock, because he was great as Pyro. I like his character a lot. Mm -hmm. And the actor's phenomenal with it. But for, (laughs) like, this situation and, like, scenario, like, that's not... They ditched him completely after the first trilogy, right? right? Like he right. didn't come back. So no. I'm pumped.
1: There is no doubt. Yeah, that, that was a great, great, phenomenal, phenomenal pull. It's going to be a lot of fun in the in the new long months we have between now and the movie actually coming out to uh, hypothesize over who we're going to see. Uh, so we won't get into that a ton today. But suffice it to say... Perfect teaser. Great to get some some live, some live footage. And uh, we're excited to see what comes next. Absolutely. Okay. So I, I want to transition straight into this before we get into the rest of the casting news because I don't want to blaze past that. I'm tempted to. Excuse me. Here's why you might as freaking well let Deadpool go nuts and reset stuff. The unofficial... The rumor that is almost certainly fact is that Avengers 5, which had up to this point been titled Avengers the King Dynasty, is no longer Avengers the King Dynasty. And I'm sure that that official news is, it's just a matter of when, not if we get it, but when. In other words, we're done with Kang. In other words, hey, everything we've done since. 2018 in doesn't the movies? Matter. It doesn't matter. Sorry, we screwed up. Didn't work. Fine. Then blow the dang thing up and start from scratch. Truly. Like, I don't need, none of me needs any more connectivity as far as a, well, what about the original, you know, the Captain America movies, the Iron Man movies? Start over. Yeah. Really? start over because you have shown such a disinterest in caring for what you originally built. You're not making movies based on the comics. You're just throwing the title out there. You're throwing on the show or on the movie. You're not drawing from the source material. It's just a money grab at this point. You're just a shinier Sony. So you know what? Frickin start over. If you're even worthy of that, I don't know. But I would rather that than an Avengers 5 movie at all, right. quite frankly. It's like, just truly tell me, hey, you know what? That's done. We're starting fresh. That, that's where I'm at. I've right. gone full nuclear.
0: Yeah, no, I get my- it. I get it. And I think that kind of goes into the next part, which is the Fantastic Forecasting. Because yes. I believe so they announced the Fantastic Four movie in the weirdest way possible. Yeah, super low-key. Super super low-key. They're like, hey, by the way, here's the Fantastic Four. I think that is exactly why Pedro Pascal is going to be Mr. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I think they're doing everything in their power to be like, we need a big-name star Mm -hmm. in a big-name franchise that everybody knows and loves. Sure. And I think that's why he got that. Sure. Do I—I think he'll be fine. Is he my pick for Reed? Absolutely not. Pedro is— as fantastic as he is, there are other roles for him, yeah. and it's not Reed. Yep. But, yep. again, I'm sure when I go see that and I come out of it, I'm like, you know what? Pedro is Reed Richards. There's a good chance that happens. But Vanessa Kirby, fantastic casting mm-hmm. as Mrs. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, I'm sure The Human Torch character will be fine i'm super excited for the thing right i think he'll be great i yeah. think that's a great casting yeah, that's
1: an that's an easier one to see and go oh that's inspired i feel
0: like he was in punisher
1: yeah like isn't that I wild that, he's yeah. micro in yeah, punisher crazy.
0: yeah but uh yeah so like I, I i can get behind that he's a great actor yeah. it's the the Pe- pedro feels forced and that's where I get a little worried. Yeah. And again, I, I
1: I don't disagree, but
0: that's why I think like this is, it just brings up a valid point of blowing it up altogether because I, I feel like that's like, okay, here's our next Robert Downey Jr.
1: That's kind of what they're trying for.
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I think that's all valid. I don't know how to hypothesize as to what their thought process is. It's, It's beyond me at this point. um, They've eroded any benefit of the doubt that I can give them, which is a bummer. Um, And to your point, like Pedro's a phenomenal actor. But when you're asking an actor or actress to embody a role for what should be a decade, that's not, it just doesn't feel like it's going to age well, right? If you're doing a, hey, this is a one-off, fantastic four movie. Okay. Okay no qualms no qualms we're in but it's such a it just seems like such an ill fit not because he's not a capable actor but listen and this has gone this has gone the other way before okay where white caucasian actors my favorite <laughs> my favorite is when christian bale played moses in the, like, whatever they call it, the gods of Egypt, and Joel Edgerton played Ramses. It's like, neither of these guys are Egyptian. Right. They're extraordinarily Caucasian. And, oh my gosh, the... Oh, I'm blanking on... John
0: Wayne playing Genghis Khan.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, it's the same freaking movie, and I'm absolutely blanking, but it, just brutal. It's like, what are we doing with this kind of casting? This is not quite that. But it's in a similar vein of Reed Richards is a Caucasian guy. Pedro Pascal is not a Caucasian guy. He doesn't look like Reed Richards to me. It's not the right look. It's it's forced. Forced is the best word for it. And listen, I have loved Pedro and everything I've seen him in. So as you said so well, probably going to come out of this and go, there you go. Pedro Pascal, Reed Richards. Oh, hey. uh, fine, fine. I, I want to jo- enjoy it. I want to like that. I love the casting of Vanessa Kirby. Love the casting of Ivan Musk Rock. What a name, by the way. Yeah. Joseph Quinn. Never seen him in a thing. The handful of friends that I have that have seen Stranger Things said he was terrific in that. So, okay. Hope so. <laughs> but I-, I don't know what to think of the thought process. Well, in it, general.
0: So you saw Wonder Woman 84, right? Yes. How was he in that? He was terrific. Yeah.
1: He was terrific.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they they younged him up in that. Like he looked just, Pedro, this is not a, this is not a criticism. Pedro's got a rough face, right? Like he just does. He's got more of a John Bernthal
0: face. He looks like he's seen things. He's seen yeah. some
1: things. And they, they smooth him out. In 84. Not in a weird CGI way, but he's just, he's a slick, like he's playing Maxwell Lord, so he's a slick right. salesman character. Uh, so he just looks, he's not to look very different. Than so that I would have
0: never Pedro. picked him as Maxwell Lord. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What he does with the character is great. It's different than what it's presented as right. in the comics, right? So the other part that's super awkward here is, was this said in the 1960s?
0: Yeah, I think that's stupid.
1: That rumor's been allowed to live. I understand that the design of the, like, the casting postcard, whatever you want to call it, made it look that way. But I didn't see anything that explicitly stated, this movie is set in the 60s.
0: I think it's because of the style of the right. announcement. And, like, because they're saying the thing is reading, like, a Time magazine from the 60s or something. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe be from any time. like. Right. Then I I think, you think stuff, it's a think poor decision.
1: Really, if that's what they're really doing. If that's what they do. I, I think people are reading into that one. It does deeply
0: though. Well it just doesn't make sense. No. Why? There's no point. You already look, you already had Captain America. He's your soldier out of time. You don't need to do that with Fantastic Four. Now if they go back to the sixties for some reason, that lines up with what they do. Is they go all over time and space and do wacky weird stuff. But
1: and they just need to stop. They they do. They need to stop. It's. I'm nervous. I which is too bad because I'm fresh off of reading Fantastic Fantastic Four Run. Yeah, didn't mean to do that, but it happened. Uh, so I would love to see a terrific portrayal of these characters, and it just feels like. Things are being forced into weird directions. Well,
0: it's just sometimes it's just odd to me how, like, you just can't nail it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you just you just like, can't make the layup. Right. It's like the first. Yeah. Okay. No, the first Fantastic Four was solid. It was mm-hmm. a solid movie. Definitely deserved a sequel. Sequel sucked. Yep. Yep. Best casting ever for a superhero movie, arguably. Uh, top five all time with casting. Just yep. casting. Okay. But, like, and then after that, the the reboot, that tanked.
1: It's just weird. It's like just ha- weird. I
0: feel like it should, it should it be it the easiest. It should be the easiest. There's a reason it has lasted for as long as it has.
1: It should be. And what makes me most nervous, Riley, is when we've had this string now of movies and shows where the creative... Minds behind those shows have explicitly and unashamedly come out and said, We're we're not reading the source material for this. We're just coming up with our own, you know, our own versions of these characters. That's what, in that light and in that context, that's what gives me the most concern because that is not what, if that's what you want to do, don't use these characters. Make up your own characters and Mm -hmm. that's okay, Mm -hmm. but don't don't use these characters as your avenue to get to tell stories about characters that you actually want to tell a story about, because right. these characters have a great set of stories within them that don't need this awkward, ill-fitting manipulation. It's uh there's room for that in some characters, like we've talked about in comics, the characters that are less well-known. Um, you've got more margin to play with. Listen, the Fantastic Four is not that set of characters. Right. That, that's that's not the the sandbox to get creative with. This is where you you set some more perhaps rigid boundaries and say this is where we got to stay. And your story is going to benefit from it. Absolutely. So that makes me makes me nervous, but hopefully we'll be uh, hopefully we'll be proven uh, you know proven wrong in the future. Uh, real quick, Supergirl. Yep. In the DC side, Millie Alcock was announced as uh being cast as supergirl.
0: I'm indifferent. She's there.
1: True. Exactly Congrats. right. Congrats. I have I don't know her at all. I, I think she'll be fine. She's been in the most recent Game of Thrones
0: spinoff. If she was playing for the so, cool. If, if she's playing a Targaryen, she'll be fine for the role. There
1: you go. Okay. I'll just yep. say yep. that. There you That's go.
0: my endorsement.
1: Yep. There you go. Okay. So. We hit the we hit that news note. That's pretty. Riles, it's been a phenomenal episode so far, and it is 94. for another classic. JP and the Beans top
0: five.
1: Would you introduce today's yes. top
0: five for us? So Jordan told me I had to come up with a top five. It's true, I did. So, gun to head. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough. I was crying. So, um, kind of like the Punisher torture scene. Yeah, a little
1: drill bit. your whole yeah. your your whole Jeez. your foot is bleeding. Pat, I'm so sorry. You say it, things now.
0: Anywho, so you know, we always talk about characters mm. when we're doing our top five. Minus the one time we did weapons. So True. I thought True. I thought it would be fun yeah. if we did the top five uh our top five favorite locations yes. in comics. Yes. You know, really get the setting going. Mm-hmm. You know, because what what is a hero without their their uh lo- locales, their locations, their their fights? It's a great question. So it's a great yeah. question. Why don't you start us off? I would love to. It's weird to. me saying that. Usually you tell me I have to start. No, no, but kudos to you. No, this is that, this, this is, is your fault. You had to break the, okay. the trend. <laughs> You're supposed to come up with all the ideas, and I'm supposed to be the fun-loving <laughs> I go along with it. Wild card. I am the wild card. Oh. I love it. Okay, so my top
1: five, my number five is going to be Atlantis. Now, wait a minute, you say, which Atlantis? Atlantis exists in both the DC and Marvel Universe. Great question, glad you asked. My personal favorite Atlantis version falls in the DC universe. As it should. As it should, yep. It is, in my humble opinion, vastly more fleshed out in the DC side than it is in the Marvel side. People may want to fight me and die on that hill. Great, let's fight and die together. Um, but in particular, the uh, the more recent run of Aquaman comics that came out in the New 52 spent a good chunk of their time written by Jeff Johns, fleshing out the world and legacy of Atlantis. So we got the French, which was fantastic. We got old Atlantis and the the uh, forgotten kingdom. Oh, that sounds like a movie. Interesting. Um, there was just so much more than, Oh, BT dubs, it's underwater and it's hidden. Um, that was very worthwhile, right? There's kingdoms and yet sub kingdoms with in atlantis it felt like what it probably should have all along which is let's see there's this much land in the world and so much more water oh yes that kingdom should be massive and wild and i think dc and their version of atlantis has done that very well fair enough so there you go that's my number five
0: atlantis my number five is the sanctum sanctorum nice like that'd be a, a fun place to be around magic like and by the way, who's who's better to protect you than
1: Stephen Strange? Oh. Right. I tell you what, if you can hook me up with the hankered of Ale yep. that Thor has, yep. which uh, refills. And hang out with Wong all day.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm, oh, and oh, Wong's
1: a great hang.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and there's a library. I mean, I, you get to nerd out a little bit, read. Heavens. I, I, I'm, I'm sure so. you get one cool item when you leave. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: That's a great perk. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Good. That's Good. my yeah. number
0: five. Good one. My number four, and this Ooh. was originally higher up, but yeah. I kept finding cooler things. So, number four, I have Wakanda as a whole. Okay. Because I think, well, first of all, they're way more technologically advanced, yep. so I think that'd be really cool. Yep. I feel like if you're going to get like hurt anywhere, that's probably the best place to get hurt. Sure, sure, sure. Right? I'm sure yep. their med- medical expertise is on oh the roof. Right. Yeah, so
1: freaking A, they, uh, Agent Ross gets shot in the spine and they heal him up right nice. Yeah, pretty, pretty rapidly. I can
0: ride a rhino whenever I want.
1: Oh my goodness. Of course. So, yep.
0: Wakanda's my number four.
1: Yeah, love that. Love that.
0: My number four,
1: well, coming over to the, uh, the uh, Marvel, the Marvel side here is, uh, is Asgard. Uh, and, Not just Asgard, mind you, but the world tree, right? Like the realms of Asgard. Because Asgard in and of itself, I don't think has ever been particularly well fleshed out. Like it's just, it's kind of this mesh of whatever you imagine heaven and the Garden of Eden could be. It's like, this is kind of perfect, unsullied perfection. But the fact that it's more of the... Hub to then branch out into Nidavellir and Jotunheim and just these worlds that have and realms that have phenomenal names, by the way, um, it's this magical access point to all these different places. And somehow Midgard ends up in there. Interesting. Um, earth, earth, freaking earth shows up all the time. If either one of us says earth, by the way, is one of their favorite places. We're done. Can yeah, we talked about that beforehand? Yeah.
0: We yeah. can confidently say it's not on there. Cause that's a cop out. That's really good. So Asgard and by
1: extension, the, uh, the yeah, Nine Realms, I uh, absolutely love that. Okay, Um, jumping back onto the DC side. The Dark Multiverse is my number three. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, not because I'd like to hang out there. In fact, this is a place that i decidedly decidedly, uh, most definitely, not want to be at all ever. But the concept of this location, mm, mind-blowing for me. So, it comes up. In Dark Knight's Metal, which, again, if you haven't read it, do yourself a favor. Freaking read it. Borrow it from me. If you're listening to this, you know who I am. I'll loan it to you. It's incredible. The concept here is that when you have a fear or a literal nightmare, it births a world that embodies that fear and that nightmare. So just imagine your nightmare turns into its own freaking world, right?
0: So a whole world where I'm on stage naked.
1: Sorry, yes, yes. Very much so. Tough. Tough, tough. quite tough.
0: Is that a nightmare? Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <and> you just <laughs> confessed.
1: It's, and so it's played out so well in the sense that when you are worried about, like it, obviously in this case, Batman's worried about what if I, you know, what if I turn against my friends? And so you have these all these evil, dark versions of Batman, come into the multiverse to try and take it over. So it's just such a cool concept and so relatable because it's like, I, uh, I had a nightmare recently and yeah, that'd be terrifying. I would not like that as yeah. a world. Thank you. No, thank you. So agreed. that's my number three, the dark friggin' multiverse.
0: My number three is the watchtower because like I was telling you before this, mm-hmm. New York is boring. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, the fact that in Marvel, There are 95 superheroes in New York alone. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people there. You definitely need more heroes there, but like... Also, New York, get your stuff together. You shouldn't need that many. Well, think about this. Stop it. We have Los Angeles. You have San Francisco, okay? You got Des Moines. Oh, wait. That's not what we're doing. Kind of, yeah. There's parts. Uh, Gainesville. No, still wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's not even close. Uh, But Houston, Mm -hmm. Austin. Oklahoma City, Uh, Las Vegas. There's no heroes in Las Vegas. You know how much crime is just in Vegas alone? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Miami would be another great one. True. True, 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 Orlando, can you imagine there's a hero just guarding Disney World?
1: Nashville.
0: I'm sorry. No, Nashville's great. Yeah. Great example. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like. I'm tired of New York. I like the Watchtower. It makes sense. They can teleport anywhere they want to go. Which is awesome. Everybody's awesome. And yet, everybody's together if they need to be. Yep. Right? Now, could that backfire if somebody was like, let's blow up the Watchtower? Yeah, that sucks. But, at the same time, what are the odds everybody's there at the same time? Mm -hmm. Unlikely. Mm -hmm. And you know, Batman and Cyborg have all the defenses they could possibly have. Oh. It's probably one of the safest places, period. Loads. Right? So, I have to
1: watch Tower 3. And the view's just great, right? Like, you've got all of space, Earth's down there, the moon, like, just to have – it's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely love
0: it. It's great. What's your My two? number two mm-hmm. is more of a fun one. Yeah. Okay? It's great. They, there are definitely some back – like, what's the word that I want? Backfiring? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's parts that could backfire. Okay. I have – uh Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters Ooh, at number two. Good pull. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. You have Cerebro. You have the Danger Room. And then you just have all these, like, hits with powers just roaming around. Okay? You know what? It's Hogwarts before there was Hogwarts. Correct. Well, you want, you want to go there. Just like, right? yes! So, now, now, here's... I will say this, okay? Mutants are weird. All right. They, yeah, that's why you have to do yeah. the institute. You cannot do them on Krakoa. Okay, mm-hmm. it gets super weird mm-hmm. on Krakoa. Okay, they mean get boundaries. they all get full of themselves on the whole mutant thing. Okay, just trust me on that. So I think we keep it mm-hmm. old school. We keep it like before it got super weird. Yeah, and you just go to the school, yeah. and then and does it blow up often? Quite a bit. It blows up quite a bit, but they always rebuild. Blackbirds there. We got
1: good Institute.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's my number two.
1: I love that. That's a great number two. Oh, love that. My number two uh, is Wakanda. Also on your list, uh, it stayed up at number two for me. And in similar fashion to Atlantis, part of what I enjoy so much about Wakanda is there's, listen, there's depth to it, right? You have all these subcultures within Wakanda. So it's not just like one color. It's a tapestry colors of uh social statuses and it's a just a really unique blend of royalty right still ruled mm-hmm. by king and queen and yet it's pretty clear that the people of Wakanda are given a a really unique and by unique I mean in a monarchy uh, sense they're given a unique say in how things are run and can you can you beat being a whole freaking country that's just hidden
0: mm-hmm. that's incredible
1: awesome that's awesome that, that's beyond beyond the normal levels of cool. That's just actually incredible. Um, and so to be free of so many of the, of the worries that come from the outside world and to have, as you mentioned earlier, in your great recap of the medical attention that's quickly available to you, the ground is flourishing. Like, it's green there always. You know Somehow it seems to not be swampy and sweaty. That's incredible. It just, it truly seems like it's close to paradise so you can get. So, I agree. There you go. Why kind of that? Um, my number
0: one. The Batcave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's mm-hmm. my number one. Thing. Yes. How can it not be? Well, here, I was just thinking of this because it's like it's the Hall of Justice, but for Batman specifically. Because yeah. I was yeah. I was just thinking, because I forgot about the Hall of Justice. And what's cool about the Hall of oh, Justice. There's so many great locations. Hey, it's impossible to right. right. But you go up to the Hall of Justice yeah. and it it's it would be like A museum for all of that, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? They have all their greatest victories. Now imagine that just with Batman. Right. You know, he's got all the cool stuff. He's a badass. He's got a giant T-Rex and a giant penny. How did he get that giant penny in there?
1: That is a really worthwhile question. And
0: how did he get it in there with, like, no one knowing? That's got to be on somebody's invoice. There's no way he just snuck in a giant penny. That's right. An answerable question. And or a T Rex, or a push. giant T Rex. Yeah. I love how he. Comics, right, <laughs> right? Well, that's exactly it. But I love how like he keeps like little trophies <laughs> from his his events. I feel like I hijacked it. So. Oh please. no 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 not at all okay, not at all good. keep riffing yes but that's where I'm
1: at yeah I, I love the blend of museum and yet functional freaking like battle station it's true right like. Yes, you have the museum of the just the mementos, and yet you have wall to wall gear. Right, incredible. The lighting is low. The bats are there. It just, I think every little boy, or grown man, imagines his bedroom, or office, as a freaking bat cave.
0: How can you not? And you're thinking about the database, sure. the computer. Yeah. You know he's got like access to everything. 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 Mm-hmm. So like criminal records, the deep dark web, <laughs> which should be really interesting, fascinating. But like, I mean, you can yeah. do it all in that sense.
1: Yeah. It's it's the pinnacle of fool, it's covert, it's decked out. Nobody can find it. That's wonderful. Truly wonderful. So
0: look. I hate the Flash movie, but him wearing a Batman suit, I get it. You gotta try it on at you least do. once. You do gotta
1: try it on. So no doubt. Batcave.
0: gave Easy P
1: Z number. Easy one. number one. Make the layups, as so, we like to say. Absolutely. Riles, that is it, my friend. Sweet. Well done. Once we nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Crushed it. it.
0: Yeah. That's what we do home? here. Oh, we do. Yeah. We do so, we make our layups. If you like this content. Like and subscribe on the YouTubes. Share us with everybody you know. Why wouldn't you? And uh, even the bums on the streets. And then. The bums need us too. Bums need us. Yes. We need the bums. Yes. And then we're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. JP and the Beans Talk. Mm -hmm. TikTok. Magic Beans Productions. I think I got everything. So. On that note. Godspeed. Peace.